Hello, welcome to the Satellite Market Cast podcast, where we feature key executives from leading satellite companies worldwide, talk about their company, their careers, industry trends, and other insights on the exciting satellite communication industry. I'm your host, Virgil Labrador, Editor-in-Chief of Satellite Markets and Research, inviting you to another informative podcast with our featured guest today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Satellite Market Cast podcast. It's a special edition for this Asia Satellite Business Week, which is uh, coming soon from June 1st to the 3rd. We're talking to some of the key speakers in that conference. And it's, it's going to be a three-day conference. It's part of a, what used to be called Communic Asia. It's now ATXSG, which it stands for something uh, IT in Singapore. But there's a specific section called the Satellite Asia section. And I'm really looking forward to this one. I, I, I actually started my career in Singapore uh, in the teleport part of the business. And I've been attending Communic Asia for many years. And they haven't held it since 2019, three years uh, yeah, and our guest today is one of the speakers at that conference, as I mentioned. His name is uh, Christian Paturo. He's the CEO of Pacific. So it's a very well-known in the region uh, uh, satellite operator. They're one of the largest providers of KA band services in the region. So here to talk about, uh, give us a brief uh, of his uh, uh, the talk at the uh, Asia Business Satellite Week. This is Christian. Christian, welcome to this uh, podcast. Thank you, Virgil. Uh, thank you for welcoming me and giving me a chance of uh, talking a little bit about the business. Yes, I think before we talk about what you're going to be talking about at the Asia Satellite Business Week, which I'm sure it's very, very interesting. I think you have a very interesting story. And uh, uh, well, uh, full disclosure, I've actually written about your company. Uh, so I, it's, I, it's a really good story. And I think it's well worth uh, uh, talking about here. So take us back to 2013 or before that. You started the company in 2013, right? That's right. Yeah. And you, you work with several satellite operators in broadband, uh, which is the topic that you're going to be speaking at the, the show, which is actually connectivity, next-gen satellite business. But take us back to 2013 and, and before that, when you were an executive for some of the satellite oper- operators, what made you start a business by yourself? Well, uh, well, I didn't start by myself. I, the idea came <laughs> for myself, but the execution required a lot of colleagues who have helped me along the way. But... Yeah, I guess the idea from Pacific came from, um, you know, many consulting jobs that I had uh, along the years in the satellite industry and different positions I've held, uh, both in the broadcast segments and, and in the broadband segments and trying basically to demonstrate that there, are, there was a market for broadband via satellite in rural areas of the developing world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a difficult market to really get your head around because it's a market that is not necessarily the most affluent. You know, mm-hmm. you're talking about, you know, extra urban areas, remote areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you take an image of places that we serve today with our satellite, um, you know, these are places with grass huts sometimes, with uh, mm-hmm. rundown buildings, uh, with industrial equipment. And it, it gives a general feel that uh, they you know, it, it's not the main target market that you would want. Right. Um, but in fact, these markets, and that's what I learned over all these years before starting Pacific, is that these markets are the places where satellite broadband prevails against any other technology. 
because these are regions that are extremely difficult to connect via terrestrial systems, via fiber, right. microwave, etc. They're so distant and you don't have the population density that justifies this capital outlay with terrestrial systems. So right. that's where you know the satellite broadband makes a difference and actually addresses the needs, the fundamental needs of these populations, of these enterprises. Um, mainly what we do with the satellite is serving enterprise rather than individuals. Of course, mm -hmm. there is overspill of services that serves individuals and communities. But, mm -hmm. you know, they are, um, when you think about the industries that feed the growth of these, um, of these developing countries, mm -hmm. uh, they are mainly primary industries. Mm -hmm. And so these primary industries, the engine of these primary industries are actually located in rural areas. You're talking right. about plantations, mining, oil and gas. And these industries are surrounded by government infrastructure, school, hospitals, police station, etc. And they mm -hmm. all need internet. They all need to be connected. Right. And so but that's where the fundamental you know, the demand uh, lies generally. But you also have a unique business model, right? You, you really are dedicated to connecting the uh, unconnected, uh, which means also not just actually uh, um, making your company profitable for your stakeholders, but also promoting social development goals. That's part of your business plan, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, the, it goes hands in hands, if you want, because if you address the fundamental needs of uh, these populations of the communities of enterprises, um, you become, um, you know, something like a public service. Mm -hmm. And that makes you particularly attractive to investors, to, um, you know, to other companies, to stakeholders that will want to work with you because you are actually addressing the fundamental needs. And these fundament fundamental needs are sometimes, um, you know, uh, uh, as fundamental as saving lives. And that's what we do at Pacific. So, of course, it's, it's a great thing to have that ingrained into our business plan to save mm -hmm. lives, to educate people. But at mm -hmm. the same time, we want to make our business sustainable. We want to make our business basically uh, a bridge between capital markets and these regions. And that is a very unique business model that basically attracts investors that require return on investment to mm -hmm. these markets that don't look particularly affluent, that don't look necessarily attractive, but right. in fact that have such a deep need for connectivity that they do return um, you know, uh, revenues, they do return, uh, they, they provide return on, on investment to our, our investors, and that's a nice virtuous circle that we established with the company by basically bringing return to investments so that we can provide more investment and we can enlarge our footprint. And that's what we call the concept of business as a force for good. It's not just the force for good. <laughs> what matters is that it's business. As a right. <laughs> so fast forward to 2019, you launched your first satellite, the OKA band geostationary satellite, Pacific One. It's been very successful and you have some very innovative uh, business uh, propositions there. Uh, talk about that, like your gig starter and your uh, authorized reseller programs. Yes, absolutely. So in order to sell uh, our bandwidth into these markets, um, 
we realized quickly that in some regions we needed to create the ecosystem ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, in some parts of our of the regions that we serve, not all, but in some parts, um, this telecom ecosystem was sim simply too broken down to be viable. So we needed to create it ourselves, and we launched uh, the a product that we like to call franchise retail product. It's not a retail product, but it's a prepackaged product mm -hmm. that we essentially push through a network of distributors that we have formed ourselves. So we went to knock at the doors of hundreds of small distributors, painstakingly building that network of resellers that are small shops in different, you know, in the district and partnering with licensed uh, operator to actually uh, launch and push our products in the heart of districts directly in a prepackaged manner uh, so we basically, instead of selling bandwidth, we sell broadband plans, which departs fundamentally from what a lot of satellite operators are doing. Some mm -hmm. operators have something that is similar in the different parts of the world, uh, but I don't think they went all the way down to this level of granularity in their business model. And that works very well. Uh, so I don't mm -hmm. think that we would have been able to push our products so far inside those rural areas if we hadn't opted for that business model in those regions. Right, right. And, and, and so the satellite was launched uh, three years ago, 2019. It's been very successful. You've already managed to yeah. connect uh, hundreds of people, right? Hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, not, not yeah. quite a million yet, but we, we estimate yeah. that currently we have a a mass of end user of around 500,000 people here. Yeah. Right. And 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 uh, what, like 50,000 sites or something? Uh, no, it's much less than that. It's, a, uh, it's in the order between 10 and, and 20,000 sites that 20, we have. Which is uh, a large number for the Pacific and the yeah. Southeast Asia. A community, really. I mean, that's most yeah. of these sites are served a large number of people. So it's not residential at all. We do very few residential users. Right, right. So yeah, one site serves the whole community. And, and you've also achieved uh, profitability, right? That's right, yes. So in, uh, in this, despite the pandemic, uh, we launched in, at the, at the uh, inception of the pandemic, actually. Right. We, we entered service, you know, like, like I like to say, um, you know, pretty much at the time the pandemic uh, entered service as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, for a few months, right. it was launched it was like November, right? November. Uh, the satellite was launched in December 19, but then it took about three months to start. So, right, right. so that's, start of, to... <laughs> that's exactly the start of the pandemic, Mar March exactly. 20, 2020. Uh, so, yeah, no, life threw another curveball at us and uh, we had to deal with that. So, um, but, but, you know, in the end, Importantly, we were not in hospitality industry or travel industry. We were in an industry that was rather enhanced by the pandemic. If you want, people were at home, people, enterprise needed to connect their workers at home, even in rural areas. And so that's where we actually, um, you know, benefited from these fundamentals. However, there was stickiness, a mm -hmm. significant stickiness that were also thrown at us with the lockup. Right now, a lot of, a lot of regions where kind of lockdown and we couldn't we couldn't uh you know install our equipment mm -hmm. uh, but you know within a year about uh, april 2021 we achieved a bit of positive on the company and then ever since we've grown on a bit that to a very healthy level where we are today and that's where at this stage we are you know ready to embrace the future and and actually leverage our successes 
and look at, uh, you know, replicating what we've done by buying new satellites. Right, right. During the pandemic, uh, you've also fostered some of your, uh, uh, those the developmental goals, you know, that you, you, you promoted e-health, you, you created some uh, telemedicine and uh, facilities, right. you facilitated, yeah, yeah. you've Absolutely. actually saved some lives, uh, actually. <laughs> we did, yeah. So we hired a, an external consultant to see what has been our actual uh, ESG impact, the economic, mm -hmm. social economic development that we've imparted on our market. And uh, the review uh, estimated that we probably had a direct role to play in saving approximately 3,000 lives per year, mm -hmm. uh, and based on the number of clinics that we've connected, uh, that we probably educate on a daily basis about 15,000 school kids, mm -hmm. uh, which helps you know, keeping the kids longer in their villages, uh, helps foster uh, gender equality inside villages, uh, education of women, so and growing their social economic development. And yes, we've partnered with uh, one of our uh, financiers, uh, Garenco, uh, mm -hmm. to actually roll out uh, several hundred uh, connections to clinics and schools, thanks to a small grant that they gave us, uh, paired with a matching of Pacific, um, you know, uh, capital layout into uh, this this donation, which in the end really helps rolling out, deploying, being there, and then showing the difference that we can make in the healthcare sector. Right, so uh, in, uh, in three years since you launched the satellite, you managed to really uh, implement your, your unique business model. You, you, you've been profitable, you've met the needs of your investors, as well as promoted economic and social goals. Exactly. Uh, that's yeah. really amazing. And now let's fast forward to a few years from now. So you're planning another satellite for, uh, to use yeah. all these uh, the experience and this unique business model and implement it uh, in, in, in South Asia, There's the South Asian region, which uh, comprises India, Pakistan, uh, uh, that, that area called the SART, this, uh, the South Asian yeah. uh, regional cooperation uh, countries, Bangladesh, uh, et cetera, and then probably also neighboring regions. So talk about that. How, how, are, are you able to, uh, to transplant this uh, successful model you've built? To that region yes uh, no i'm i'm always of the opinion that um people consuming the internet despite their cultural differences all are humans and have similar human needs of connectivity when you connect a school when you connect a hospital you connect a government facility you connect uh, any enterprise plantations etc they all, all have similar needs. They need to communicate with their supplier, with their peers. They need to do research online. Um, and, you know, they need to get trained online with videos, et cetera. So that's what we see across our market, which is already very diverse. And we think that, you know, the same needs can be replicated in other markets. We've just entered Nepal, for instance, as a market recently, mm -hmm. and we see very similar needs in these markets. So. Our plan is quite bold. Uh, we want to launch a series of satellites, um, you know, that we are going to start ordering now. Uh, the mm -hmm. plan is to launch uh, one satellite per year starting from 2025 onwards. Mm -hmm. uh, so by 2030, have probably around seven satellites in space. Mm -hmm. And then hockey stick the business really based on the success we've seen with our first satellite. Uh, we think the market is there everything points to that market being entirely 
compressed at the moment because of the lack of supply. Mm -hmm. um, and we think we're going to make a difference not only in Southeast Asia and in South Asia with Pacific 1 and 2 or in the Pacific, but we want to enlarge our presence worldwide into markets that deeply need connectivity and that basically would replicate our success and that have similar socioeconomic factors as Southeast Asia or the Pacific that we are connecting today. We're talking about Central Asia, uh, Middle East, even Africa, and perhaps eventually South America. So will that all be geostationary and they're all KA as well? That yeah, that's right. So that's the plan. Um, we, we think that we don't want to change something that works. Uh, mm -hmm. We've demonstrated success uh, and ability to actually you know, deliver the right quality at the right price at the right level of access, right? So the systems we deploy are quite nimble and, and affordable, easy to install. Um, so we think we want to continue uh, with the same the same path. Uh, all geostationary. We there, there's no there's no reason for changing a, a successful recipe. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Now, uh, yeah, so big plans. Huh? Uh, so let's talk about uh, the, 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 the presentation you're going to make at the uh, Asian Satellite uh, Business Week. So the topic is uh, connectivity, next-gen satellite business. Uh, and you have some, uh, there are actually several other panelists there, uh, like Imran Malik from SES, uh, Terry Blakely from Intelsat, Raymond Chow from Asia Satellite uh, Telecommunications, Daniel Kim from KTSat, and uh, Yao Chung Miasat. So what yeah, tell me what 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 uh, what do you bring to that table? What what is the key message you want to bring out in that the panel? Well, I think um, a, a few things. Once it's the next gen satellite, but it's the next gen satellite service. How do operators mm -hmm. still fit the bill in the entire ecosystem? And so we can definitely come to the table and show how actually operators can substantially go down the value chain like we've done, like I've just explained, by taking directly on board a number of distributors without necessarily having a boots on the ground in all these countries, but actually signing up distributors and having a sophisticated distribution network and system and packaging the bandwidth. So that's one thing. Also, you know, uh, how do actually what what do what do these market look for? What do people in uh, hospitals? What do nurses and doctors and and teachers look for uh, when they get their facility connected? Are they looking for a sophisticated system in order to manage their logistics or manage their uh, communication with doctors, etc., uh, or like we have rather seen, uh, are they looking for something that is widely available and simply one click of a button and connect to the whole world uh, via you know platforms like Skype or WhatsApp and stuff like that? That's definitely what we've seen. The simpler the 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 system, the better it is for these people. And then finally, perhaps also touch on. The new satellites that are coming online, the flexible payloads. Uh, we've been, you know, deep into that for many months now, discussing mm -hmm. with various manufacturers, and then trying to select which one is best. Um, you know, there are many segments in our industry, but which one, right. uh, which one of these satellites would be best? What are the attributes we're looking for for specifically satellite broadband in rural areas of the developing world? 
Right, right. So I think it's going to be a very interesting session and, and live. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're going to be face to face. <laughs> finally. <laughs> yeah, finally. Since, like I said, since 2019, since, you know, the, the last time we had the Communic Asia or Satellite Asia was when they used to launch your first satellite. <laughs> and now you're yeah. about to launch uh, new satellites. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice breather for us. That's, that's going to be um, finally being face to face. We've seen now a few a few uh, you know real conferences uh, coming online uh, a lot of our, a large part of our team is currently in the pacific for the pacific island telecom association um, uh, conference that is finally happening face to face also after many years so really looking forward to asia tech um, you know in early early june the the, uh, the the new the new tagline for communication yeah Yes, yes, I'm looking forward to it too. And I see you have a booth there. Uh, Pacific will have it, will have a booth there. We will have a booth there. I like markets and research as well at the Singapore Expo, June first to the third. And then the uh, conference part of it is called the Asia Satellite Business Week. Uh, and if you haven't registered yet, uh, actually, I think it's available both uh, live and. Uh, if you're not able to come to Singapore, they, I think they have a hybrid version as well. So if you haven't registered yet uh, uh, for uh, the Asia Satellite Business Week, uh, you can go to asiatechxsg.com. Again, that's asiatechxsg.com. Or you can go to satellitemarkets.com. Uh, uh, we, we have all the links there and we will be covering uh, the uh, the show and the conference. Uh, so uh Christian, thank you again for this and look forward to seeing you in Singapore. Thank you, Virgil, very much so. Yes, thank right. you. Uh, so all your listeners out there, thank you for listening to this uh, podcast. And uh, for all the news and information in the global satellite industry, you always have satellite markets and research at www.satellitemarkets.com. And this podcast is also available on our YouTube channel, which is Satellite Markets. Thank you. <laughs>